G'day mate, Forty here. Probably wondering what's in the New York Times. So here I am in Rosecutters Bay in Sydney's eastern suburbs. I see Trump v. Posey test, no special counsel can pass. So former President Donald J. Trump, alright, he, he's, he's planning to announce soon he's going to run for President of the United States. So this is challenging Attorney General Merrick Garland's desire to show the Justice Department can operate above partisanship. Do you really think that's Merrick Garland's desire? To show that they operate above partisanship? Or maybe his desire is to show, right? Many times we want to show things that we have no actual interest in embodying. So Attorney General Merrick Garland, long said the Justice Department is up to the task of investigating former President Donald Trump. Merrick Garland wants to show the department can operate above partisanship, acting as neither the weapon nor the enemy of any president or party. But uh, given that the DOJ under Merrick Garland is thinking of naming another special prosecutor to go after Donald Trump, right, to handle any open criminal inquiries regarding to Mr. Trump. It just sounds to me like they, they're admitting they made a gigantic overreach with raiding his home in Mar-a-Lago. So the former president faces a series of investigations. And isn't that true of Donald Trump since the 1920s? He's always managed to stay one step ahead of the sheriff. Right, including his handling of sensitive national security documents. So, yeah, the media keeps telling us how sensitive these national security documents are, but when you kind of read under the rhetoric, it sounds like they're memorabilia, and that this is really a battle over memorabilia. So a special counsel could theoretically shield the department from the perception that an investigation into Donald Trump is a partisan attack. Yeah, really? Really think that that's going to shield the department? from scrutiny that it's just a partisan attack. It also implies the Justice Department on its own cannot be trusted by all Americans to make decisions about holding Mr. Trump to account. It's kind of weird phrasing. Right? There's no need for the Justice Department to be trusted by all Americans. I mean, does anyone really think that Merrick Garland and the DOJ is not a partisan Justice Department. So it's kind of weird, though, having a, would be a second special prosecutor in the past five years, and the Justice Department is afraid that Trump is going to undercut faith in the institution's ability to fairly investigate him. <laughs> so we've got a law professor who says our Justice Department is faced with one of its greatest challenges of his more than 250-year history. There's no reason under federal law that a former president cannot be indicted. The nature of our politics has become so polarized there is no criminal investigation, no indictment, low legal action that won't be perceived as just another part of the poisonous partisan politics in the U.S. today. So look, if they had a case, don't you think they'd make it? Right? If they could make a case, they'd make the case. And they wouldn't worry about all this fine print. But they're worrying about all this fine print indicates they don't have a slam dunk case against Donald Trump. This guy is about to slide by the sheriff once again. Like for 50 years he's been staying one step ahead of the sheriff and it looks like he's going to pull it off one more time. It's kind of unbelievable. This guy 
is a ducker and diver of the first order. And if they mount a raid on his home, then they can't pull it, pull it off. And, and now they're thinking about a special prosecutor. Indicates that they haven't been too swift. Seems like Trump is going to squeeze by it yet again. Being used as a release valve? Is that kind of what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm actually saying. I'm saying is being used, and I think willfully being used, Talking as a Nick downstream Quentin's. marketing channel. What, you know, what, this is one of these things, and it's one of the reasons, not the only one, but one of them that I kind of just, you know, broke the chains and just voted for Joe Biden and just endorsed it, is that I just want to break out of that system because I see what it is. But I was unusual, and there were a lot of people who absolutely hated me. Like, even if you talk to, to like, a white nationalist, and they talk about, you know, well, I love Hitler, and, you know, oh, I hate these politicians and democracy. All right, he can say all of that. What does he actually do on November 8th? He votes for the GOP. You know, like, you know, you're the patriotic alternative party. Do you really have a fundamentally different... So the patriotic alternative is the right-wing British uh, nationalist party. You're super into COVID stuff. You're super into Brexit. You're super into talking about crime, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, like, why would the GOP or people around that want to dismiss all of these voters who are actually a large percentage of the population? I mean, I, after Charlottesville, there's these curious polls where it was like, I think the headline was like 8%, like 5% of America likes the alt-right, but 9% of America agree with them, or something like that. Like, we're still in single digits here. But that's a lot of people. And, yeah, and presumably, those are 20 million GOP voters or people who would vote for the GOP. Remember, the GOP also came alive um, post-1970s, when they started activating people who had never voted before. And particularly the evangelical Christians who had kind of set politics out to a degree. And then they kind of, then they got, and then maybe voted Democrat, if anything. And then they kind of got into the game with Reagan, actually. This has been happening for a very long time. So I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think that, you know, Mitch McConnell is going to, like, dedicate a million dollars from the Republican election fund to Nick Quintez or me or anyone like that. But, like, around the edges, can people kind of see this? And at the very least, does Nick play into that multi-level marketing system, which is the GOP? And the answer to that is yes. And the answer is, could I see him getting a million from Mitch McConnell somehow? Yeah, because yeah. his elections are razor close. So this is my yeah. point. I mean, this, this kid is going to keep me in a subversive buck until the money runs out. But if you're getting millions of dollars to be some weirdo <laughs> online, I mean... So these crazy Richard Spencer listeners think that uh, uh, Nick Fuentes is being funded by, you know, some dude with a Republican agenda. Like, Nick Fuentes has organic support. You just had to watch his show back in YouTube days to see the Super Chats roll in. This is like paranoid thinking. You know, who's going to turn that down? Not that many people. Right. Now, I think I think he is subversive from our perspective, but I don't. I I, I don't know. I, I kind of. Own... So who's the hour here? So one minute you hear Richard condemn white nationalism, next minute he talks hour as though he's part of it. So which is it, Richard? Are you in it or are you out of it? Was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think that he was a. He's a Midwestern, um, you know, his parents didn't go to college, as he said. He's Catholic. He, he, I, I think he's, I think his general program is just basic bitch Republicanism. He actually, interestingly, opposed, it's some of those pretty hilarious 
make videos. His first videos online from like 2016, early 2016, were him uh, basically telling Trump to drop out so that, you know, um, a good principled conservative would come in. He's like, you know, we heard you, we heard you. All right, you know, there's a lot of anger out there, but that was Trump, you got it. You got it from the best of Yeah, he was literally in high school at that point. But I mean, that's his background. I mean, when I was in high school, I was not doing anything approaching. I, I couldn't imagine joining young Republicans or whatever it was. But, or you know, so a Republican type of thing. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't go to college. I mean, yeah, because he went from here. But he's that but type. I, yeah, he's that type. I think that those those are his basic, you know, that's his basic philosophy. And he well, got red-pilled, and he also saw all the energy in the alt-right. I mean, think of how many kind of mainstream-ish people wanted to kind of, like, get a piece of me um, in 2016 up to 2018. It's like, oh, you know, who's, you know. Okay, everybody wants to get a piece of someone who's famous, powerful, charismatic, uh, in the public eye. Think of, like, rebel media as this ultimate kind of, like, grift station and something that sees where the energy is and tries to leech off it, et cetera. I mean, they, they did the trucker protests, they did COVID stuff, et cetera. You know, all those girls were, you know, God, texting me all over the place. And they were doing it for their own reasons. They... Poor Richard. I mean, how this guy suffered. All these girls texting him from all over the place. No man should have to endure this. They wanted to kind of like see this is where the energy is. Let, let's see how we tap into this. Yeah, we do. We do tend to go where the energy is. And that's part of the human condition. We all tend to orient towards the energy. We all tend to be attracted towards the energy. We all tend to bow down towards where the energy is. And how do you get energy? By getting on the same page with other people, creating a shared reality, and in effect marching in unison to create something together which forms a bond, which always forms an ethic. Right? You always get a morality when you form connections. And then when you get on the same page with people, you create energy. And that gives you the power to do things that you couldn't otherwise do. So it takes a tremendous amount of energy to achieve anything. And um, I am not useful to them anymore. And I think I'm kind of like, I'm taking the opposite turn of Nick. I mean, I'm like, I, I want to actively be useless to you. <laughs> you cannot co-opt me. I can't, you know, nothing I say is going to lead to any person writing a check to the GOP. Yeah, I think you accurately described. So, what's going on with Deep Left Jerkle, right? He's forming his own, his own community, right? He's fundraising. It's uh, kind of curious to see where Deep Left Jerkle goes with all this. To be continued.